is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flex Network. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Today, I am welcoming back Mr. Mike Dickinson. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore Dickinson on Twitter. Mike, welcome back, brother. How the hell are you doing? I'm great. What's going on, Shane? I'm stoked to Dude, be it's... here. We got week week 13 coming in on the last weeks of the fantasy regular season. So hopefully you've been listening. You've been listening through the run-up to the draft, the draft, setting your lineups with the advice you've been getting on the Flex Network, and you're getting ready to uh, roll into your fucking bye weeks. Because you're getting that's, week fifteen, you're getting week fifteen off because you nailed your league, baby. That's that's what we're hoping for here. I mean, look, like the fantasy gods, they've blessed us this season with one additional game, and that's fun. Although I'll be honest with you, in, in a few of the leagues where it's like I'm kind of on that teetering for that buy, it's like I wouldn't mind if it ended this week. But then again, <laughs> that's not how things work, unfortunately. Um, how are you doing in your in, in your season long leagues so far? Are you are you in the hunt? I have one league, uh, super flex league, where I lost. My quarterbacks were Russ, Hertz, and Justin Fields. And Fields didn't uh, – my running backs on the team were Cook and Gibson, and Fields didn't mm. come up quick enough after Russ got hurt, and Gibson was hit or miss most yeah. of the season. So I'm drawing dead in that league. That's the only That's the only one where I'm drawing dead. Everywhere else I'm still alive. I have a, I have a bunch of dynasty leagues too where uh, – the the final seeding is set after this week, and then okay. week, week fourteen is basically the highest scoring team who's not in gets in. So even if Ooh. even it yeah, so even it I, I don't have anyone that I'm like this, but you could theoretically be you know three three and ten and still get in the playoffs. So, so it's truly so a chip in a chair scenario. Damn, you know what the worst part would be is if you've got like Jalen Hurst or something like that who've been riding, and then he's going to have a buy next week. Yeah. Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you for tuning in. Bali, of course. Thank you. Welcome. Peace. Deuce is up. There we go. What's up? Man, it's uh let let's get into it. So, so first of all, um, let's talk about some of the bye week teams. Um, there are some actual notable players this week. So bye week teams, Cleveland Browns, eh, Baker's been meh, but Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, those are two viable options that are going to be on your bench this week. The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers and his COVID toe. Not to be controversial. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Don't 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 hate me on Twitter. Uh, Tennessee Titans, of course, and then the Carolina Panthers, who Cam Newton, he was the fantasy savior, and then he did a whole lot of nothing last Ooh. week. But, uh, man, CMC out for the year. Okay, I, let's, let's, let's have a little sidebar here, Mike. Okay. Dalvin Cook, he's been injured all season, on and mm-hmm. off. CMC, injured all season. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Injured all season. Ezekiel Elliott hasn't really been injured, but hasn't really been himself. Tony Pollard looks legitimate, which is fantastic. Next year is just going to be sad. I mean, look, Tony Pollard has one more year with the Cowboys for sure, right? I mean, he's under contract next year. Uh, I, I really hope that they that they kind of open their eyes and they they, they hand the, the offense to Tony. But we'll see if Zeke's going to allow that with his pride. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But man. Who the hell is going to pay running backs again? Like, if you're one of these like up and coming stud running backs, and you're nearing your contract, like, what's going to happen? 
I, I mean, it doesn't, it kind of doesn't make sense to it in the, in the heat of the moment. I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do for the fan base. It's the right thing to do for the players, but like to give those, those $15 million a year contracts, I can't, I can't see it. I can't, I can't see justifying paying that. Now, mm-hmm. if you get a guy like CMC and you want to extend them, you want to, you know, pay him like three years, 10, 11 million a year, something like that, mm-hmm. maybe, but to pay somebody 15 million a year in a position where, you know, you're guaranteed to have to a either pay a backup or, and B probably lose him for a chunk of the season. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's certainly going to be interesting. As, as some of these other stud young running backs emerge. But you know who isn't hurting so far? Austin Eckler. He got paid, not, not maybe to the same extent as the other players, but man, he's been balling out. We're going to talk about that game a little bit later, but let's let's get into this. Let's get into the slate here this morning, Mike, because you know what? It is week 13. It is crunch time, and we're going to give you the best flex plays for the games. Let's go. <laughs> Before we jump into it, real quick, the Austin Eckler model might be the model that was to go anticlimactic. with. That, well, I say not climactic. I'm sorry. The, the oh Eckler model might be the model to go with, where you know you have you have somebody who's going to be like your Gordon. You bring in Eckler, who you think is going to be a complimentary back. You know, you you pay Gordon on a on a one year, on a two year. Let Eckler kind of mm-hmm. let Eckler come together behind him, and then once you you let Gordon walk, and now you have Eckler. A guy like Eckler, who has fresh legs, doesn't have the doesn't have the mileage on him. You can pay him a modest contract, and you're going to get him till he's what's he 26. You're going to get him probably till he's 28 or 29, mm-hmm. and you've kind of exceeded you've exceeded that cliff that the that running backs usually fall off at at that 28 year mark. So that might be the way to go. Well, here's here's the thing that's interesting about that though, right? Like Austin Eckler, if you're going to say somebody's going to hold up, and I know he's had injuries throughout his career, but. Austin Eckler hasn't had the wear and tear that a player like Ezekiel Elliott, CMC have had right throughout their careers because they've had other running makes that are taking those, the majority of those call it running plays. You know, when they're when it's a Mack truck hitting another Mack truck, yeah. play after play after play throughout the, throughout a game, he's made his his dough in the catching game, in the receiving game. Like that, that's really kind of the model, and that maybe is a player that you want to, that you want to pay because we look at the guys like Cordell Patterson, these 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 hybrid type players, and I really think that with good coaching that's that's the that's the evolution of the nfl right we look at guys like uh debo samuel who's balled the hell out this year he's obviously he's a wide receiver but he's played similar to a running back he's got the body of a running back we look at levisca chanel who's balled oh wait he's been absolutely horrible this year but (laughs) that i think is the future of the nfl um and it's going to be really interesting to see who gets paid and who doesn't get paid and look maybe maybe NFL franchises wisen up a little bit and they look at past history data. But the one thing I will say about a running back getting paid, look, from a franchise perspective, it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? It's just not necessarily the right thing to do. But it's almost like you're playing the, the dude for services accrued, right? Like yeah. he did this for four years or three years on his rookie deal and he deserves to get paid, even if he does get injured for the next three years of his career. It's just, it is what it is. But I don't know, man. It's it's a heartless business, but it is after all just a business. So yeah, it's we shall tough. see. In, in fantasy, we love it. In fantasy, we love it. Oh yeah. Well, we love it. You know who, we, we love it until we hate it. With a with yeah, that's, a that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know who we also hate was who? Kyler Murray when he's missed the last four weeks, including his bye week. Kyler Murray's still questionable this week with the ankle, but the Arizona Cardinals playing against Chicago. They've got a seven and a half point favorite. Could this be the week that Kyler Murray comes back? And says, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm still the QB one for fantasy this season, and I'm going to ball the hell out against a eh, a decently respectable Chicago team. 
right? I mean, they've done better than I think people have thought, but what do you think? I think Talk to that, me about this game. I think that uh, once Kyler steps onto the field this week, he will be the quarterback one for the rest of the season. I think he is. Ooh. I think he's pissed that he had to miss time. I think they want. They know that they have to have the best record in the NFC to, to catch that bye. Um, there's only one mm-hmm. team in the. There's only one team in each conference that gets buys now, so they they need to stay at top of the heap. Um, I think he doesn't care whether or not D hops back. Um, he's got his weapons. They got him Zach Ertz. He didn't really get to mess with Zach Ertz much before he went out. So um, I think he's excited. I think he's ready to roll. I also, the only thing I worry about is that maybe Cliff has one foot out the door, maybe heading back to college, but we'll, we'll, we'll cross Stop that bridge. It. Why, when we come why to would it. you do that? You've got one of the best teams in Arizona, in the NFL with, with his, with his team. Like, why would you do that? Why would you take a step back? I guess for the money. Uh, maybe for the money, also maybe for the sustainability. Like you look at the longevity that these college coaches have, it's easier to sustain a down year in college. And and the way that your the way that your college team performs is more based on your ability to go out, um, be good in a living room and recruit than it is to to coach, you know, twenty two to twenty two to thirty two year olds. So I, I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting. What's up, little man? Yeah, he's a. Uh, of course, he just wakes up as I'm loud. Um, it's going to be interesting, uh, man. I, I hope he doesn't do it right. Like for for just the Cardinals' sake, like he he he's put a pretty damn good team together. Um, yeah. What was the last couple of years? Pretty much going strictly defense because he has he knows what he has in the from from an offensive perspective. Um, look, if DeAndre Hopkins plays, you're, you're definitely starting him right. Like he has a little bit of a, a challenging uh, matchup against Jalen Johnson this week, but but Hop is Hop. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best wide receiver in the league. And uh, I think he's going to be fine. The question becomes, James Conner. Look, you're starting him in season long. Is is James Conner a guy you're willing to pay up for? He's balled the hell out with those touchdowns. Yeah, I the last two months. Yeah, I absolutely think he is. Um, Chicago is in the bottom half of DVOA against the rush. They're allowing over 100 rushing yards per game. They've allowed seven rushing touchdowns. Um, <clears throat> that's where Connor's made his hay is is at the goal yeah. line. So I think you can feel good about. I think you feel good about getting him in. Obviously, he's in your season long lineups if you want to get him into your DFS lineups. But I think you feel good about him there too. You know, uh, back to D Hop for a quick second. I think sure. that. You, you worry a little bit about what you saw with Amari on Thursday night where and Amari only had a two-week absence. You worried about, you know, the conditioning, easing him back in, especially with Arizona playing for the long haul. I don't know if, if D-Hop sees a full complement of snaps. The only thing that's tough is that if you got him, do you have better options knowing that he could go for, you know, he could easily go for 70 to touchdown and make your day on one play. It's, it's a tough yeah, call. It's a, it's a tough call to have to weigh. The difference though is that, like, Amari Cooper was coming back from COVID, like, Legit full on COVID. He had a cough. Apparently, he's mm-hmm. still battling the the after effects of it. And uh, Hopkins is not. So that that's the one plus. Um, mm-hmm. I will say when I benched Mara Cooper, one of my really important leagues, where it's, it's do or die this week. I need to win the next two weeks to have a chance into the playoffs. And I benched him, and he put up what with that like that one reception in the first quarter for like forty five yards. Like ah shit, this was a mistake, and then he got one more reception in the game. So yeah, yeah, trust the process, people. Trust the process. Okay, on the Chicago side, look, Andy Dalton starting. Justin Fields is hurt still. You kind of wonder if he's like hurt, hurt, or just hey, we need we need him to take a step back. Maybe he wasn't quite as ready as we thought. Um, Cole Komet, he broke out last week. He had eleven targets. He balled the hell out. Are you comfortable starting Cole Komet or Darnell Mooney this week for the Chicago? I'm Bears? Fun- 
I'm fine starting Dar- Darnell Mooney. Cole Komet has a tough, tough, tough matchup. Arizona is yeah. the number two ranked defense in DV- according to DVOA against tight ends. They give up a sh- a shocking 35.3 receiving yards okay. per game to tight that. ends. They've they've given up one receiving touchdown to tight ends. They're giving up on average 7.9 PPR fantasy points per game. So uh, you. With where you are in your tight end situation, you might not have better options than Komet, but I think, you know, if you if you played your wire and you picked up somebody like a Foster Moreau, if you picked up an Evan Ingram while he was while he was out, those are better options to me this week. Foster Moreau obviously is Evan Ingram. I, I like all those guys better than Komet this week. Here's a question for you though. I mean, we've seen it. Andy Dalton isn't exactly a a gunslinger by any means, right? He's got he's gonna have a consolidated target share. It's gonna be Darnell Mooney, it's gonna be Cole Komet. Obviously, the the problem with Cole Komet is he needs a volume, right? Because the corpse of Jimmy Graham is still there touching oh, catching touchdowns God. down the seam just to break our fantasy hearts. But I mean you have to sometimes weigh the matchup versus the opportunity. And so look, I am debating starting him. Um, in one of my leagues as a flex play in a, in a tight end premium league, which again, where it's, it's a volume play. That's not necessarily the worst thing, but yeah, I mean, look, I've been notably not a cool Komet guy. Uh, I feel like he was being overdrafted in the past, um, but yeah, we're going to have to see. So let's move on. Uh, this is going to be a fun, fun game. Atlanta versus Tampa Bay. Tampa is a 10 and a half point favorite, but Ooh. this is one of the only 50 point game over unders on the week. So it's going to be high scoring. Talk to me. Um, so looking looking at both of them, one of the things I look at in addition to lines, you know, projected point totals, over-unders, everything like that is projected number of plays. And both of these teams are projected to run north of 60 plays. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fast. I think it's going to be juicy. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, the, game script, the game script is going to favor a pass-heavy Atlanta team. So um, – you like that? You like that for Matt Ryan? Um, I know that you're worried about whether or not you're going to get six or twenty-six points out of him. But three, three of the last four, he has scored. He's gone north of twenty-two fantasy points against Tampa Bay. So um, I think you can feel decent about what you're going to get out of him. Um, Mike Edwards and Jordan Whitehead are both out on the Tampa Bay on the in the Tampa Bay secondary. So um, you can fire up Kyle Pitts. Um, Russell don't, Gage. Obviously, you're. Obviously, you're not sitting scored Errol Patterson. He's gonna he's yes. clearly gonna put put he's gonna be in the end zone three to four times. Uh take it to the book, take it to the bank. Russell Gage, yeah, I think you can fire him up too. Um obviously Mike Davis. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully you have better options than Mike Davis. I don't feel good about it. That do not start uh, Mike Davis. I don't care. No, do not start yeah. Mike Davis. This is a PSA. If you're if you're brave enough to sit Zeke like some people were on Thursday, then you better not be starting Mike Davis. Can you imagine starting Mike Davis over Ezekiel Elliott? Look on the Tampa side, uh, AJ Terrell. I, I've I've kind of seen some uh, mixed messages, but I, my my guess is AJ Terrell is your best corner is going to probably be covering uh, Mike Evans, which could mean good things for Chris Godwin. A, a Antonio Brown. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. How sure. stupid do you have to be to try to fake a vaccine card? Like it's just it's so irresponsible. So for those who haven't heard, if you're living under a rock, if you fan follow football, uh, Brown did fake his card, which his chef, I guess his personal chef, is the one who came out and and called AB out on it. Which, um, ladies and gentlemen, if 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 you owe somebody money, just pay your damn people. Like especially if you're rich, wealthy, and famous, and you have money. 
don't screw people out on the money they're owed. It's never going to be good. Just look at Antonio Brown. And did you see on his Twitter? I, I haven't his IG or his Twitter, but he tweeted out like this picture of him with like a woman in a bathroom is saying bad decisions. Like that, 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 that is a bad decision, Antonio Brown. Like what the hell are you doing? But we like it because, I mean, if you've got Chris Godwin, if you've got Mike Evans, I know Evans is a challenging matchup. He might not have his massive game, but I think you're, you're starting either with confidence. Lenny motherfucking Fournette balled out again last week. I think your confidence starting him. The question becomes, Rob Gronkowski, he could get hit one time and he's out for the game. Are you starting Rob Gronkowski if he's your tight end one? Or are you looking elsewhere? <sighs> Uh, honestly, I think I'm probably going to look elsewhere for as terrible as, as Atlanta is. They're decently tough against tight ends. Uh, they're only giving up about 12 fantasy points per game, less than 50 yards receiving, and they've given up four touchdowns on the year. So, you know, I know that, I know that, you know, uh, Brandon, Brandon hit it last week when he said that Brady likes Oga's boys up, but I think in, I think in this situation, you know, Evans had kind of a softer game last week. Godwin has a great matchup. I think you're going to start, you're going to see him funnel production that way. I love it. Let's let's answer a question for Bali here. This one's easy for me. Are you starting Kyler Murray or Kirk Cousins? Like I know Kyler Kirk's Murray. been good, but you don't want to overthink this one, right? Kyler Murray, no. he's he's still questionable for the week, but he's going to play. It, it, all signs are pointing to him playing, and look, he is the best quarterback right now in fantasy football. Don't overthink this one, Bali. Start Kyler Murray, and uh, look if if Kirk Cousins scores more, let's just hope it's because Kirk Cousins is a monster week. But the math would suggest. You're going with Kyler Murray. I think uh, if, I think if Cousins outscores him, it's because Cousins puts up 40 and Kyler puts up 35. That's what I mean. That's yeah, that's, that's what, what you're saying. Like yep. he's gonna have a monster game. But we'll get to you know what? Let's let's break the mold a little bit. Let's talk about that game because Minnesota is going up against Detroit. It is a reasonable over-under with 46.5 points. Um Dalvin Cook is out. Alexander Alexander Madison is in. Look. Mm-hmm. We were big Kenny Wongwu um, enthusiasts. We, we have been all season. Hopefully, if you've been following us, you'll have him in Dynasty. I am not starting Kenny Wongwu this week. I no. picked him up in um, actually the Roster Watch Listener League as a purely speculative upside bench play in a deep league. I'm not starting him this week, but I am starting Alexander Madison if I have him. Um, I'm starting the wide receivers if I have them. We did a little breakdown, Mike. I'm not sure if you listened last week. We did a breakdown of Jamar Chase versus uh, Justin Jefferson. And through the first, I guess it was 11 weeks of their careers, they have surprisingly similar stats. So Jamar Chase is for real. Not that anybody really had to be had to be told that. But when we said at the start of the season, the temporary expectations, uh, he has... I would say exceeded our expectations. Justin Jefferson continues to ball the hell out. I love it. Um, Adam Thielen's kind of touchdown or bust, but he seems to be doing nothing with scoring touchdowns. So I'm starting him with confidence too. Yep. Uh, stay away from Tyler Conklin if you got him. Um, you may have picked him up. You may have been streaming him through. Detroit is, Detroit gives up sneaky low production of tight ends, probably because they're so god awful everywhere else. They give up production to running in the running game. They <laughs> give it up to, to the perimeter receivers, to the slot receivers. So um, he's, you know, in in a game like this, I think he's going to be he's a fourth option in the passing game, third or fourth at best. So I think that production is going to funnel to what you said to Jefferson to Thielen. Jefferson's put up a bunch of yards. I think he's put up in. In three games, he's put up over 300 yards, or two games, he's put up 300 yards against against these Detroit Lions, but he's yet to score a touchdown. I think that changes this week. I think he gets into the end zone. Oh boy, I sure hope so. I need him to in a few leagues. I, sure I do hope too. So. Uh, anything else to talk about this game? Yeah, you I think talk about uh, the Detroit side. 
Yeah, um, Brandon wanted to send his regards uh, with uh, Jamal Williams. He loves Jamal this week. Yes. I agree with him as well. Yes, you're starting Jamal Williams, and outside outside of outside of on the field, Jamal Williams is just a fun guy. Is a he's fun awesome. fun guy to root for. He's hilarious. Yeah. His press conferences are the best. He's an awesome personality. He's an easy easy guy to root for. Um, so Absolutely. I love getting I love getting him in anytime I have the chance. Um, and he's a good football player too. Even when mm-hmm. he was with Green Bay, he 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 was a flex play every week. He's not a flex play this week. Um, for for me, but he's a I think he's a he's a locked and loaded you know low end one high end two. You're starting Hawkinson. Absolutely. Josh Reynolds is a low end two flex play if you need. He's Ugh. he's been playing ninety percent of the snaps. <laughs> I know you don't feel good about it, but you kind no. of feel good about it. He's been playing ninety percent of the sl- <laughs> the snaps since he's gotten there the last two weeks. And don't look now, but Jared Goff could be a QB one this week. We saw what his ceiling could be in week one, and he's kind of he's cratered since then. This feels like this feels like it could be a little bit of a trap game for Minnesota. At the very least, mm-hmm. it feels like it's going to shoot out. And don't don't look now, Jared Goff could put up some big numbers this week. Our boy Chris, he's calling the upset. He's calling Detroit gets their first win this week. So what yeah, we yeah, shall see. We shall see. So just by the way, a couple of weeks ago, Mike, you and I did a strategy for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, I throughout my you know my fantasy let's call it career, um, I've been pro handcuff, anti handcuff, pro handcuff, anti handcuff. Um, I think the answer is it's kind of a hybrid approach, right? To start your season, you're not going to want to get your handcuffs. You want to go after somebody else's handcuff. But as you get to the end of the season. If it's a legitimate handcuff where you know this guy is the backup because we have enough data to suggest it, if that guy's on your waiver wire, you go out and you target him. Or if he's on somebody's team, you go out and you try to uh, trade for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon, Brandon D. Adam, 19 on Twitter, I'm thanking you. I'm looking into camera right now. I'm person thanking you. He is a reason I have Jamal Williams on my team for all my oh, really? Swift teams. He is the oh, reason. Yeah. Um, and so DeAndre Swift, it looks like, thank God, oh my God. I was I was weeping a few tears last week um, with the shoulder went down on Thanksgiving. It sounds like it's only going to be he's week to week or week to week. Yeah, he should be back and if not next week, the week after for your fantasy playoffs. So thank God. But Brandon, thank you for having Jamal Williams on my team. Um, okay, with that out of the way, <laughs> let's move on to another fun game. Um, AFC North, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a low over under with forty four points, but We've seen what Baltimore can do. We saw it last week with the shootout with both because um, the the NFC or AFC North teams both played each other last week. We've seen it again this week with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Um, Baltimore, look, love Rashad Bateman, Mike. Love him. He's fantastic. Right now, it's Lamar Jackson. It's Marquise Hollywood-Brown, and it's Mark Andrews in that passing game. Yep. It, and then from on the, on the, you know, the running back side, nothing – really jumps out of confidence for me. But um, I think what's interesting is let's talk about the Pittsburgh side. You're starting to play Chase Claypool, right? Are you not, are you going to overthink this or what? No, I think you can start, you can start uh, the three pass catchers, Deontay Claypool and Farmuth. And also obviously you're starting Najee. Oh man. The Steelers are still technically in playoff contention, but it's not going to happen. I mean, look like big Ben, he's dust. He's dust people. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. Mike, I'm going to read you off some stats here. So Pittsburgh okay. is still fourth in the league in terms of pass plays with 39 pass plays per game. Okay. Um, but Big Ben is number one in danger plays, number four in interceptable passes, and he's 29th in air yards per attempt with 6.6 yards and number 32 with air yards per attempt at 6.9. They're throwing the ball 
but they're throwing it shallow. That means Deontay Johnson. It means Najee Harris. We've seen it um, a couple weeks ago when Brandon was doing his Veterans Day draft. He chose Najee Harris 101 or 101 overall. And mm-hmm. I still think it was a good choice, but it's just, man, the Steelers need a freaking quarterback next year. And Big Ben is not the solution. If they bring him back, it's going to be an absolute travesty. Ugh. If they bring him back, it should be uh, strictly as a coach, roaming the sidelines. That's 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 the only value he's delivering to Pittsburgh right now. Um, and that said, he's had a he's had a great career from on the field, uh, off of the course. field is it, yeah. off field. It's been slightly rocky for yeah. him. Yeah, but who who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? Um, I think the thing that gives you that gives you hope with Najee is you know you mentioned that they were they're still throwing what thirty nine and a half times a game. They're averaging mm-hmm. sixty four and a half plays a game, so that means that they are they're still running the ball twenty four and a half times a game. Um, excuse me, Baltimore's given up almost four yards to carry and forty seven yards per game receiving to running backs. So um, Najee's still going to continue to get his through volume, uh, but it just might not be pretty. But he'll get there. Are you are you ready for a tough question from Bali? Always. Always. All right. Which RB do you bench in the Superflex League? Ooh. Jamal Williams, Javante Williams, James Robinson, or Najee Harris, full PPR? For me, James Robinson. That's he's I, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm yeah, the same. He he he's banged up. Um, Javante has been waiting for this for the entire season, as has every single person in the NFL community, apparently. Um that and we'll talk about that when we get to the Denver game. It's so exciting though. Like I was I was texting Brandon last night. I don't think that I don't really remember everybody being so excited for somebody to get a full complement of snaps as 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 NFL and fantasy Twitter has been about Javante getting ready to go. So you can't sit him. Jamal, you can't sit, Najee, you can't sit. So uh by default. It's uh, Jane, it's J Rob. Sorry, and, and I mean to boot like he's 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 battling some injuries, but he's also going up against the Rams, so that is isn't exactly uh, running back friendly. Okay, Mo Diesel, he's got an interesting one. He need to cut two. Um, he's got okay. So Mo, I, I'm wondering if this if this is a uh, super flex or just a regular uh, start one QB league, but cut to Russell Wilson, Rashad Bateman, Sony Michelle, Ramondre Stevenson, Van Jefferson, Logan Thomas. Devonta Freeman, it is a half point PPR. I know who I'm cutting. Well, um, I am probably, I'm definitely cutting Devonta Freeman. Oh, no, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not cutting. I'm probably uh, keeping Devonta Freeman just because he's opportunity, right? That, that That's all you're asking for at this point. Yeah, see, I think the thing that makes this tough is uh, if he has if he has Henderson, you're obviously keeping Michelle. If Michelle's a blind handcuff for you, you're probably mm-hmm. going to cut him. Um Depending on who his see, without knowing the rest of the roster, it's difficult to make this call. Yeah, um, it, I is hate hard, it is hard to make the call. Yeah, I hate making these, trying to make these calls in a vacuum. Um, I think I'm probably cutting Sonny Michelle, and I'm probably going to cut Russ Wilson. Me too. I'm, I'm the exact same. Again, if you've got Daryl Henderson, probably keep Sonny Michelle, especially if you're in your playoff contention. Um, assuming this is not a super flex and it's one QB, you're cutting Russell Wilson at this point in the season. He hasn't produced. There's no, it doesn't look like he's going to produce. They're playing San Francisco this week. Uh, something ain't right. He ain't healthy. Uh, something is not right in that offense right now. You're cutting Russell Wilson. He's dead bait right now. Um, all right. That one was not as tough as I thought it was going to be. Let us move on. Okay. Let's go talk about the Cincinnati at the LA Chargers. This is another Ooh. fun game. It's the only, yeah. it's the only other 50 point uh, over under on the slate. You go first. Talk to me about Cincinnati, Mike. 
All right, Cincinnati. I think you got your Cincinnati guys. You're starting them. You're starting Joe Burrow. You're starting Jamar Chase. You're starting T. Higgins. Don't think about it. Plug him in. Um, Tyler Boyd. You got to kind of temper expectations. He has uh, he has a he has the toughest matchup of the three receivers. Mm-hmm. Mixon is a plug and play RB one. Uh, Chargers are giving up four point six yards per carry, and they have given up fourteen touchdowns on the ground this year. So I'm not saying you're going to see another week out of Mixon like you saw last week, but you might see another week like you saw out of Mixon last week. For one of my official flex plays. I am giving you to the I am offering up to the tight end god CJ Uzoma. Chargers giving up 60 mm. 60 yards and a touchdown every single week to tight ends. Burrow looks for Uzoma when they're in close. Um LA is tied for Philadelphia Eagles, my Philadelphia Eagles, ugh, with the most touchdowns given up to tight ends. So he is a flex play for me this week. Who are you starting? CJ Uzoma or mm-hmm. Ryan Griffin? CJ Uzoma. Okay. Just because That's the quarterback's the better. Answer. Zach Wilson's awful. Yeah. He's oh he's not that he is going to be an awful prospect. He's a bad quarterback right now. He ain't right. He he ain't no. ready yet. That is for damn no. sure. I look, I couldn't agree more. Cincinnati, uh, start them all. Chargers, start them all. Uh Chibobi Awuze, that was great. Um, is one of the top corners. So that could put some a little bit of heat on Jamar Chase, which worries me a little bit. Um, they've shifted their offensive philosophy a little bit and they're running the ball more which brandon adam once again joe mixon running laps on me fine go do it so that worries me a little bit but you're never gonna you're not gonna sit jamar chase we just talked about it um uh or keenan allen austin eckler man holy crap like obviously he's an obvious play but he's gonna explode this game you're starting austin eckler you're starting joe mixon and it's gonna be fantastic it's gonna be a fire show and it's gonna be 10 to 10 watch it that's just how fantasy works Brandon called me crazy for having Eckler. I had Eckler as a uh, – he was – I was going back and forth with him as an RB, either RB2 or RB3 draft season. He, he thought I was – yeah, yep. Wow. He thought I was He thought I was absolutely crazy for it, and uh, we're, uh, we kept we kept receipts on that one. Um, yeah, well, I was just, look, so – I was excited we were, about what the, what the passing volume was going to be like with them. You know, Lombardi yeah. was saying it. They were saying the whole time he's going to get the Kamara role. He's going to get the Kamara role, and – Everywhere Labardi's been, whether it was in New Orleans or the year and a half that he was the OC in Detroit, they fed passing volume to the running backs. So I think when you get little actionable nuggets like that, you kind of good good savvy fantasy players will extrapolate that out and be able to apply that to you know past situations to current realities. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Like, it's not that I was low on Austin Eckler. It's that I was higher on Jonathan Taylor and I was higher higher on Antonio Gibson. I had JT Gibson. Austin Eckler in that order. And mm-hmm. so by default, I didn't get enough Austin Eckler, unfortunately. Um yeah. look, I was right about Antonio or about Jonathan Taylor, not so much about Antonio Gibson. We'll talk about AG later. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna write the ship this week again. Oh but, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So Mike Yeager jumping in once again. And let's go Burrow. He's starting him over Jalen Hurts. It's probably the right decision <laughs> this week. Even though just last week we said you never bench Jalen Hurts. Eh. With that ankle, you could consider it this week yep. for Joe Burrow. Um, all right, let's move on to those Houston Texans against the Indianapolis Colts. This is another one, man. I think that it's going to be a, a bit of a fantasy-friendly game. Mm-hmm. So obviously, obviously, you're starting Cooks. Um, he has been he's been plug and play this, this season. Um, he is. He's obviously the best receiver in that offense. Yes. He's getting the volume. David Johnson is questionable. So if you are 
decimated at running back if you're if you're hurt by CMC and you know Chuba Hubbard on a bye and you gotta mm-hmm. plug in Rex Berkman, Rex Burkhead rather, you you, mm. you kind of feel sexy Rexy, about baby. It. Yeah, I mean Indy's tough against the run, but uh in the absence of better options, you, I, you don't feel terrible about it. Yeah, man. So my deep, deep, deep flex play this week is actually Nico Collins. He's starting to finally break out. He's a rookie wide receiver. He was drafted in the third round by the Houston Texans. This is a big body, super athletic. He's six foot four. He's an 89th percentile speed score. He had a 4.45 pro day, and he's a 94th percentile catch radius. So all you got to do is throw up the ball. We saw it, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago with the touchdown catch? And uh, look, it's a deep flex play. He's like, if you've got three wide receivers and you're starting two flex options, maybe he's that second flex play or maybe he's a DFS play. But uh, yeah, Brandon Cooks is the guy this week. He's the guy every week in that offense. It looked better with Tyrod Taylor though, right? Like this is the better option for them right now. What the hell is Houston going to do next year, man? They're so screwed at the QB position. Are they though? I mean, so say Devin Mills came out. Devin Mills came came out. Davis early. Mills. Davis Mills. Davis sorry, Mills. Davis yeah, Mills. Yeah. yeah, he he came out a little earlier than he probably should have. He did not have a ton of time. I think what did he have? Twelve starts in college. So he kind of he yeah. had that pedigree coming out of high school. He he could be a guy. He just might need more time to marinate. You know, Tyrod's been serviceable. You know, they they're they're gonna unload. They're gonna unload uh, Watson. They're gonna get what they're going to get the king's ransom for him so the only thing that worries me is the fact that i do not trust that front office at all they they so i thought when o'brien left they would they would write the ship but they've just continued to make terrible terrible decisions so you know Mm -hmm. even if they get three ones for for watson i I don't trust that they're going to pick the right guys with those three ones so it's tough because you know like those those guys go out there every single week knowing that their front office is tanking knowing that they're basically on a rudderless ship but they're going out there they're playing hard and you know, yeah your, your heart goes out to him honestly yeah, especially a guy absolutely. like tyrod taylor who has been you know when he's gotten his shot he's done decent and then he's gotten hurt he's done decent then he's gotten hurt i mean you know he got the the trainer punctured his lung last year in, in la <laughs> and then he lost yeah. his job to justin herbert i mean come on you feel guy, bad for man. the guy the tie god angered the football gods it seems like um okay so what do we think about the colts defense this week i don't know mike i mean they're middling defense like what look yeah don't make me want a tangent again don't don't get me on a dst tangent again mike don't get me tilted please i say we need to remove them but who knows right the corner i would say it's, it's a good start I mean, Rock, Rocky Sin and Xavier Rhodes have not been good this year, uh, but they're they're strong up the middle. So, you know, if you think that if you think that they can get to the quarterback and they're going to pressure, they're going to pressure Tyrod, then I think I think you play him. If you're worried that they're not going to be able to get pressure, then you look elsewhere. But if they're if they're who you have, then play him and feel fine about it. Oh boy, Baldy, you're coming in hot with these questions today. Are you okay? We know the answer <laughs> to this one. You know the answer to this one. No, you're not starting Nico Collins. I would probably go Galladay here, actually, out of those three players. Although it's tough. I mean, Marvin Jones started the season like reasonably well, but he hasn't really done much. He fell off hard. He fell off hard. I mean, so is the, the whole Jacksonville Jaguar team has fallen off hard, right? Like the only guy who who's you're comfortable starting every week is James Robinson. Um, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard's out or doubtful. Um, Kadarius Tony is doubtful. Saquon Barkley doesn't quite look like the same guy. Daniel Jones is out this week. Like, are you are you confident to start any of these guys? 
I don't no. know, man. This is this isn't no. well. If you have a better option, I would start somebody at over all three of these guys. But I don't know, man. I I would get filthy. I would get nasty. If you're desperate for a win, I probably am going Nico Collins here. Honestly, like the more I think about it, I'm probably going Nico Collins over both these guys. Am I stupid? Am I am I crazy? Uh, is it just rookie fever at this point? Like, no, no, I, I, no, no, I don't, I don't think it's rookie fever at all. I mean, he's, he's been coming on a little bit lately. Um, I don't think, I don't think you trust Mike Lennon. I also think it's very ironic that Mike Lennon is getting his first start because somebody else has a neck injury. The man with the, the longest neck in the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> Bali, I guess Bali, the other question I have for you is this, is this a wide receiver slot or is this a flex slot? Is there somebody like, is there a Foster Burrow out on your waiver wire or a Rex Burkett mm-hmm. out on your waiver wire who you could go grab? So could you put somebody else in? into a wide receiver spot and then get somebody like that into into a flex position that that's the other question that i would have with that um but yeah i i i think nico collins i think nico collins has that the most upside to any of those guys yeah it's filthy it's nasty but let's let's ball the hell let's flex on your league because you are going to put your league on tilt when Nico Collins scores a touchdown and puts up 12 13 points in your flex spot Everybody's going to be upset with you, and it's going to be fucking fantastic. Mo Bali Diesel fantasy should be fun. Put Nico Collins. It's supposed in there to be fun. Root, yeah. root, root for him. Absolutely. Okay, Mo Diesel. So he says, man, we, this was a question about who he wants to drop. He's got Kirk Cousins. I'm starting Kirk Cousins over Russell Wilson, and that kills me inside. But that's just the truth. Yep. Uh, you got Zeke, Javante Williams, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. Okay. So you've got Fryermuth then. So then the other who was his tight end? He was talking about Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. I would probably still hang on to Logan Thomas. I would. He, um, yep. I, I, last week, I thought that that was a touchdown. I, it, it was close, right? Um, coming back, he didn't have a lot of targets, but he did have that really close call. It was a touch, that was not a touchdown. Um, I'm still pro- start, probably starting Pat Fryermuth, but Logan Thomas is a guy you could probably start in flex. I'm starting him over Sony Michelle at this point. He's a body, right? Um, yeah. The only re- way that Sony Michelle has fantasy value right now is if um, Henderson goes down. And we can't bank on that. Look, we talk about upside right now. You want players on your team for upside and to protect your starters. If you don't have Daryl Henderson, eh, I'm, 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 I'm cool with our previous comments. Sony Michelle and Russell Wilson. Oh, when he's flexing yep. T. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Love that. Love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. Bali says he, uh, Hilton and Darius Slayton's available. Oh, Get T.Y. 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 I'd probably go T.Y., man. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton rushes the Texans. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. You know what? That's the play. That's (laughs) the play. Go go T.Y. Hilton. That's just safer, man. Like, I'm still going to cheer for Nico Collins this week because I'm flexing him. Well, he's a flex play. But, yeah. Go go, go T.Y. Hilton. All right. Let's move on. Don't drop Collins for Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I approve this message. Okay. So, Team we were just talking about, it's frankly been disappointing. Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Rams. It's actually a high over-under, but the Rams are favored by 13 points. That's why. <laughs> okay, so LaVisca Chenault, he's finally getting the targets. Um, last week he had nine, which is a good sign, but he's going to be going up against Jalen Ramsey this year. The only way that LaVisca is going to produce for you is if they actually manufacture touches for him. They they make the game plan getting the ball in LaVisca's hands. Don't trust Jacksonville to do that. So I'm still eh, look a lot of bye weeks or bye week teams this week. So maybe you have to. I'm actually starting Lavisca in one of my dynasty leagues, Mike. I am yep. cringing doing it, but you're doing it because you have to. Um, James Robinson, depending on who your options are, I'm probably still starting James Robinson. 
is there anybody else in Jacksonville you're comfortable with? Uh, if you got to get dirty at tight end, uh, go ahead and pick up and start James O'Shaughnessy. Um, yeah, man. For, for some reason, they 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 funnel production to their tight ends. Um, when Arnold went down, uh, O'Shaughnessy got looks last week, um, and he's actually been he's been playable the last couple of years in spots. But I mean, I feel I feel good about him this week. Uh, the Rams are giving up almost 14 points a game in PPR to tight ends. So you know you you feel you feel mm, great. Great is might be an overstatement, but I think you can compare to what else could be out there. You got somebody you on bar, go ahead and pick them up. Yep, you could absolutely do worse. Yeah. I don't understand why Urban Meyer has to involve Jamal Agnew, Tavon Austin, everybody except LaVisca Chanel. I would it would not surprise me if Laquan Treadwell went for five and one twenty-five this week, just because <laughs> Urban Meyer likes to troll the entire NFL, it looks like. Oh man, he just likes to troll his NFL career. It seems like Mike yep. Josh Reynolds. Come on, guys. Josh Reynolds had five targets last week. He went three for seventy and a touchdown. Fine. If he didn't get that touchdown and that big play, it would have been trash. So I, I don't know. I, I I don't endorse this. Mike's already endorsed it. Eh, desperate times call for desperate desperate measures. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, I don't love. I don't love it either. But but yeah. I'm endorsing it in the, in the absence in the absence of other alternatives. Um, you know, it, he played with Goff in L.A. They brought him. Then mm-hmm. they they picked him up off the trash heap. He was That's he was why. catching. He was catching on at the end. You know, at the end there. Um, they kind of they let him walk to Tennessee when they when they let Goff walk. But it, I think there's something to it. On the Rams side, speaking of the his former team, the Rams, um, Odell Beckham is not going to play this week. It looks like mm. Cooper Cup. Uh, who else is there in the passing game? Right, it's it's Cooper Cup. It's Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson sneakily had nine targets last week, went three for ninety three and a touchdown. That's that's kind of sexy, man. Like that's the upside we want. This could be a yeah. Van Jefferson game. Van Jefferson has a juicy, juicy, juicy matchup. He will be going up against Tyson Campbell, who is one of the worst-rated corners in the NFL. Um, mm. I th- I think that he I, I didn't know that OBJ was going to be out. I saw that he was questionable. I didn't know that he was going to be that he was. I think he's turning out. out. I think I think I, I get okay. Modern. I'm gonna you you can talk. I'm gonna figure this out. It'll yeah. So if OBG is if OBJ is out, I will officially endorse Van Jefferson as a flex play. Obviously, Cooper Cup is the Cooper Cup is the funnel on that off on that offense. He is getting a ton of target share. He is putting up a ton of production. You're starting him. Um, you know, obviously you're starting Matt Stafford as a I don't know, you're starting him as a top end QB one, but you're starting him as a mid-tier lower, lower end QB one. Um, Daryl Henderson has been on the injury report. He was a DNP Wednesday and Thursday, bumped up to limited yesterday. He's got the quad injury. So if he don't go, if he doesn't go, I would start Sonny Michelle. Brandon wanted to pass along that if Henderson does not go, he's officially endorsing Sonny Michelle as one of his flex plays. And I would get behind that. So um, I think yeah. that's kind of everything you got going on there. Tyler Higby doesn't doesn't really stand out as a great play this week. Jacksonville is Jacksonville's kind of mid-tier against the tight end it just seems like they've kind of gone they've kind of gone away from him i think that we the whole the whole fantasy community hoped that with the with the departure of gerald everett we would see you know all that production funnel to tyler higby and instead it all went to cooper cup so what are you gonna do what are you gonna do okay i have an update ladies and gentlemen ordell beckham is officially questionable with the hip Coach McVay says he would be surprised if Beckham didn't play. So I take it back. Beckham's going to be the game. That's actually a good thing, I think. That's a good thing. Um, Daryl Henderson did have a limited practice on Friday, 
which is obviously positive after two DNPs for the week. Um, I, if I was a betting man, I'm saying Daryl Henderson's going to play this week. I, they they need to win, and I get it's a kind of a middling matchup, but with the way the Durant's been playing, it would be good to just remind the NFL, hey, we're still one of the top teams this week. I think he plays, but <laughs> maybe, maybe we should maybe you shouldn't drop Sony Michelle this week. Well, no, I mean, but he One already started review. Zeke, so he he can't get he yeah. can't get Zeke out of there, and you're starting to Javante Williams. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, that's absolutely. Okay, let us move on. Those Las Vegas Raiders against the Ooh. Washington football team. This one's actually a close game. It's a forty-nine point five over under. Vegas is favored by one and a half points. This one interests me quite a bit. Let's talk about the Raiders first. So um, this is an this is an extremely juicy matchup for David Carr. It is. Washington yes. is the is the worst team in the NFL against quarterbacks. So you like Carr. Um, you like Carr even more because Josh Jacobs was a late add to the injury report. He's he's limited. He's probably going to go. But you question how efficient he's going to be, how effective he's going to be. You have to question how effective and how efficient he is, even when he's 100% healthy. He's dinged up. Um, I think that I think that this game is going to be a track meet. It's going to be a shootout. You love Hunter Renfro. Um, Deshaun Jackson is always good for a revenge game. I don't know if you go back to. I think it was the beginning Dude, of the, the Deshaun first game Jackson's the, played. On so many damn teams, seems like every second week is going to be a freaking revenge game for Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Yep. I think it was the first game. It was the first game of the 2020 season last year uh, when he was back with the Eagles. He absolutely torched the Redskins. I think he went for like 156 and two. So um, he actually has he has a very very good matchup this week as well. Um, Renfro is getting the is getting a, a bulk of the looks there, but Deshaun Jackson has Deshaun Jackson is getting Kendall Fuller this week. So he has uh, he has he has on paper he has the best matchup of those three receivers. Um, uh, it so looks like PSA. Friend yeah, sure. GMs for a second. Okay. So Deshaun Jackson, who's what, 33 years old, mm-hmm. still got the speed, but he is, I mean, he's he's a great piece for an NFL team, right? Because you have to obviously cover the deep ball potential for an offense. You don't go first wide receiver overall, a small speedster like Henry Ruggs, when you can get a guy like Deshaun Jackson off the waiver wire in the NFL. You just don't do it. So Obviously, you couldn't expect what would happen with Henry Ruggs, but considering the the talent in that draft class, Raiders, my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Continue, Mike. No, 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 that's fine. Um, I, I agree with you 100. Those those speed receivers should be third, fourth. You know, they should they should be day three picks. That's that's where those guys yeah. should go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not, not to disparage, obviously they, they have world class speed. You know they do they do things that that very very few human beings can do. But as far as value to an NFL team, you see that it's not it doesn't really it doesn't really translate. Um, well, you like we said guys before, second third round of the draft too, right? Like you don't need to go in the first round. It's just it's, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm saying I'm saying third day you can get them you can get them yeah. you know fourth round and later. Um, uh, uh, looking at the injury report, it looks like you're not going to get Darren Waller this week. So. No. Uh, fire up Foster Moreau. You saw what he did. Uh, granted, it was against Philadelphia, but you saw what what uh, Moreau did in in Waller's absence that week. Moreau's so, good, man. Feel- I like I love Foster Moreau. He's just like a, a cool cat, man. He's just he's he's all about the team, and I'm just I'm so happy that he's finally getting this opportunity. I love Darren Waller. I don't like that he's hurt, obviously, but I'm just happy that Foster Moreau is getting the opportunity. I, I think you know if he was drafted by another team, he would have had a more a, a stronger role. Um, I, I kind of like, you know, from from a talent perspective, I kind of compare Boston Moreau to a guy like Pat Fryermuth. Like, 
both very good. Um, Foster really got the fundamentals to being the tight end first, right? In, in the sense of blocking assignments, uh, making sure that it, that that is the most important part. Um, he didn't have to get the receiving side of the game, but now he's got the opportunity. It's it's not too much. So I love it. I love it. Um, okay, a quick question here. I'm assuming this is a different league bully. Okay, half point PPR. Are you starting Jamal Williams or Miles Sanders, who's done nothing on the season, but he is got the stone worst, nuts worst run defense against the Jets this week? Mm. So I'm still starting Jamal. I'm starting Jamal. I don't care. I don't trust it. I want to see it first from Miles Sanders. Here, so here's the question. It's always a, it's a question of what you need. Do you need floor? Or do you need ceiling? If you need floor, go Jamal Williams. I also think you got to look at the injury report. If so, if Boston Scott is out, Boston Scott he was he was on the injury report with a, I think yeah, he, he was on with an illness. Jordan Howard is out. They they missed Jordan Howard at the goal line last week. Um, he's this song, this my God. What's that? They play the damn song. What are you doing to me, Nick Sirianni? I just I, I yeah. hate him. I hate the man. I I think that Sanders could have a big day, especially if you know if if Jalen Hurts starts and is limited with his mobility with the ankle. It could lead to a lot of dump off work for Sanders. He Sanders could Sanders could see 26, 27 carries. So uh, take the take uh, the ceiling with take the ceiling with Sanders. Take the ceiling with Sanders. Yeah. Take the floor with Jamal Williams. Ah oh, man, but Sanders probably is a pretty safe floor too right like so boston scott didn't practice this week he's got an illness so even if he does play he might have limited snaps yeah you think but i mean sanders you you can see a range of outcomes where sanders goes you know 23 carries for 74 yards catches three balls for 30 yards and so you're looking at you know 11 11 12 Jamal Williams is going to get all that work. You know he's getting all the work. He's not coming off the field yeah. at the goal line. He's not coming off the field and passing down. So I feel like he's got a little bit. He's got a little bit better floor built in than Sanders does. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And Sanders, Sanders well, is also still coming off an ankle. He's practiced all week, but he's still he's only a week removed yeah. from IR. Well, he he he's officially off the the injury report this week, so mm-hmm. that that does matter. Um, and this is tough. Well, if you can get both in your lineup, I would try to find a way to get both in your lineup. They're both good options this week. And this is, look, this is a game we're going to get into right now. The Jets versus Philadelphia. 45 point over under. The Philadelphia Eagles, of course, are favored by seven points here. Um, let's 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 get more into the Philadelphia team. So we were just talking about it. You're starting your running backs against them because they are the stone worst. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They're also not very good in the air. Uh, they're allowing the second most points to slot wide receivers this week or this year, excuse me, Quez Watkins has shown chemistry with Jalen Hurts. And look, man, one of my flex plays of the week this week is one Quez Watkins. I'm loving that. Of course, Devonta Smith is going to get his. Are you playing the song? Do you play the song for Quez Watkins? Oh, hell yeah, you play the song for Quez Watkins, <laughs> man. But you play it with pride. You play Absolutely. it with pride. The most frustrating thing about the Quez Watkins emergence this year is that coming out, coming out of mini camps, coming out of OTAs, they said that Rager was going to have that slot role. So they said Devontae was going to be the number one on the outside. He was going to be the X. Rager was going to have the slot role. And you were going to finally see why Philly drafted Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. I still, as a Philly fan, I still can't get over the fact that when they submitted that draft pick, they cut to the Minnesota draft room and they were all 
laughing. Not like not like fist pumping under the table. They were straight up fucking laughing at Howie Roseman. And he should have been. They should have been. I was I was watching TV yelling. My wife thought something drastic happened, and little did she know something dramatic did happen. Something god awful happened. They took Jalen. I like Jalen. I like Jalen Rager a lot. I like Jalen Rager a lot. I will admit, I liked him a lot as a prospect. That was a mistake. Jalen Rager, at best, was a second round pick. I think it was an absolute mistake. Oh my goodness, it was it was depressing. Uh, do we have any confidence in Kenny Gainwell this week if Boston Scott doesn't start? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think at the beginning of the season, they were they were working him in a little bit. They were getting him snaps. They were getting him targets. But I, that that that's all kind of gone by the wayside. I I don't think that you do. I think that if Boston Scott doesn't go, it's going to be a funnel to Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell will get off if Sanders needs a break or if Sanders gets hurt. So, no no Boston Scott. I think you fire up Sanders and you, you leave Gainwell on your bench. Gainwell's a great dynasty yeah. stash. He's a great dynasty stash. I don't yeah. know what what Philly's going to do with that backfield next year. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they walk Sanders and bring Howard back and run with some combination of Howard, Scott, and Gainwell. That would not surprise me at all. I would think so, it was an absolute wrong move, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so I'd have to double check it. So Miles Sanders, this is the last year of his deal. He's got one more year left, doesn't he? Next year, he was because he's twenty nineteen, right? He, yeah, but he was a second round draft pick. So I know that those are those are those are three, three years. year contracts. Yeah. Yeah, those are three year right. deals. We can we can figure this out. So let's uh why don't you talk about the Jets side? Yeah. So on the well, on the Jets out. side, um we talked about Ryan Griffin before. If you didn't have uh Zach Wilson back at quarterback, if you had Flacco at quarterback, you would feel confident about starting uh Ryan Griffin, but he's 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 uh, on the bench for me this week. The running backs are a mess. Uh, Austin Walter came off the practice squad, bolstered a touchdown, and then went back to the practice squad. He's probably going to get called back up again, and then they'll, ha- they'll have to make another decision whether or not going to leave him active. My guess is, you know, they'll probably put him, revert him back to the practice squad because you got you got uh, Michael Carter coming back in a week or two. Um, Elijah Moore is going to see just to put a bow on, on the Miles Sanders conversation. He does have one more year in his deal, so he's okay. a UFA in twenty twenty three. So he's got one more year. Okay. Yeah, so but go. but his dead cap is four hundred seventy nine thousand dollars, so they could in theory cut him. Um, yeah, he's only he's a one point seven million dollar cap hit, four hundred seventy nine thousand dead cap. I mean, honestly, one point seven is is pretty cheap, anyways. But yeah, I, I trust I, I talents. Yeah, he, he he's a he's a phenomenal talent. It's just it seems like Philly's struggling to figure out how to use him, and I don't understand why. So yeah, it's a mystery. I don't know. Hopefully, mystery to me hopefully too. they. Yeah, hopefully they get it figured out. Um, you know, you kind of wonder if Sirianni didn't really have his feet under him in the, you know, all through the preseason and even for the first four weeks of the season. So, you know, he didn't figure out what kind of what he wanted the offense to look like, how he was going to call plays. So, you know, maybe maybe they'll extend him, they'll hold on to him, and they'll they'll give him a featured role like like they uh, gave to Taylor and in Indy. That's that's the best you can hope for. Anyway, back to yeah. the back to the New York side. Elijah Moore is yeah. going to see a lot of Darius Slay, and Darius Slay is not allowing yeah. anybody to catch anything. So, um, no. you might not have better options than Elijah Moore, but if you're in DFS, I would stay away from him. Um, Crowder's going to see Avante Maddox in the slot. There's a reason they extended Maddox. Maddox has been a pretty 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 solid corner as well. Um, so. If you have to play Davis, good luck. He gets Steve Nelson. Uh, uh, overall, they've allowed the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So it's considering us the Jets, it's Zach Wilson, who we already talked about. He's not ready to be a, a pure NFL quarterback yet. 
mm-hmm. I would look elsewhere whenever you can. I love Elijah Moore. He kind of came back to earth last week, of course, with freaking Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would look elsewhere. Okay, last games to talk about before we get to the evening games. San Francisco going up against Seattle. 45 point over under. San Francisco <sighs> is favored. Mm. Let's talk about Seattle. Let's talk about Brandon's sweet, beautiful Seattle Seahawks first. Mm. It's, a sad, Wilson. it's a it's sad, sad state of affairs in the Pacific Northwest. It really is, man. What else Russ can you is say, co- man? Like Russ is cooking, but he looks like Chef Boyardee cooking on a campfire butane burner. I mean, that's that Russ, that's where we're that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Russ is cooked, man. That's it. He's he's done with the Seahawks. It's look, uh, so one of my really good buddies who I'm always texting about fantasy football with is a huge Seattle Seahawks fan, and he's convinced it's either going to be Pete Carroll or it's going to be Russell Wilson next year in Seattle. It ain't going to be both, and I think that's pretty apt. Brandon and I had the same conversation as as the game was yeah. playing out, um, and I think it's it's a question of uh, ownership. Who do you who do you want to you know push in behind? And if I'm in that ownership group, I'm pushing in behind Russ. I'm letting Pete Carroll go. Um, I I think that, I think that Pete Carroll has gotten p carroll has been extremely he's been the extreme beneficiary of the job that john schneider has done drafting finding those those late 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 round gems you know finding finding free agents everything like that he he's coached him up but you know just the fact that you know he got rid of he got rid of the oc last year brought his guy in and the offense looked absolutely putrid they are a full six plays behind the next slowest team in the nfl they're averaging 54 plays a game it's absolutely dreadful it's painful to watch you know the game like that last week DK had what one target, two targets, something like that. Yeah, he just, had two not... targets on the game. He had one reception. His first target was a throwaway. Like it's yeah. just, it's embarrassing. It's irresponsible. They came out this week and said, "Oh, we got to get the ball in DK's hands more." Obviously, like, th- yes, you think? Of course, it's 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 tilting, man. It's it's so angry, and it's not yeah. just for fantasy football purposes. It's because DK Metcalf is a very very good wide receiver, and it's a fucking travesty right now that he's not getting the yeah. ball. Almost every single play, it it's it's de- I'm, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm and, officially depressed. It's a good thing this this show is almost over, Brandon. Or and if it, right? <laughs> and if it wasn't bad enough, it looks like Rashad Penny is going to be back in the fold this week. So, ugh, start ugh. Uh, start DK. Maybe don't start anybody else. Please don't. Um, Adrian Peterson, of course, was signed by the Seahawks, and he could start this week. That just muddies the backfield even more. Uh, woof. Um, on the San Francisco side, though, man. Look, it's sad that Debo Samuel is out, but Brandon Ayuk, tick, 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 has slowly been getting the opportunities um, the last couple of weeks. Elijah Mitchell, love the match for Elijah Mitchell. Those are two players I am very confident starting. And, of course, George Kittle, right? He's going to get his. Yep. Yeah. San Francisco looks like they're they're kind of who we thought they were supposed to be. Took them a few, uh, what, three quarters of the season to get there. But, hey, man. If they can roll this way into the playoffs, they could be scary into the playoffs. They get Debo back. Yeah. Um, it, it's been interesting seeing Debo work out of the backfield with, you know, with Mitchell being limited or out. Um, I kind of didn't see that coming. I mean, you saw you saw that Shanahan was manufacturing touches for him, you know, getting in the jet sweeps, yep. you know, getting three, four rushes a game. But to see him basically be a full-on running back was something that I didn't really see coming. The thing that was promising about that is that while Debo was on the field, Ayuk was still getting um, – he was still pushing towards a, north of a 25% target share. So it's good to see that those two can coexist in the offense. 
albeit at the detriment of the running back. Um, Ayuk's gone for 80-plus in three of the last four. I think you feel great about firing him up. Uh, Kittle is an obviously a must-start, and you feel good knowing that those targets are going to get funneled to those two people to those two those two pass catchers, Kittle and Ayuk. Um, it's a great matchup for Eli Mitchell. Um, I maybe because I've really liked Trey Sermon coming out. I was completely wrong about Eli Mitchell. I didn't believe in pushing in all your fab to to pick him up beginning of the season, but he's he's been good. Um, he's he he seems to fit well with what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. Um, I wish Trey Sermon would get somewhere where they could use him because uh, I think yeah. he's a pretty talented back. But I, it looks like Eli Mitchell's the guy for this week. You know, with Shanahan, you know, it's it it could be completely different next week. But for now, he's the guy. I I wasted eighty two dollars or spent eighty two dollars of my fab on Elijah Mitchell. I was roasted publicly. I was roasted privately, and I'm still confident I would do it again today. I would do it again today. Yep. Uh, okay, let's finish it off with the last couple of games. Sunday night, we got Casey going up against Denver. Another fun game, but obviously Melvin Gordon's out, so it's Javante Williams' season. I don't care if it's a tough matchup um, against Kansas City. Do we trust any pass catchers in Denver right now? Jerry Judy has not been producing. Cortland Sutton has not been producing. Teddy, unfortunately, Bridgewater is – looks like he's healthy. He's going to be playing. Whoa. Oh, I, I, think, got, I got nothing on this one, man. Like, I got Jerry I'm starting Judy in two leagues. I'm starting something in two weeks because I have to. Yeah, I, I love Cortland I'm Sutton. At, yeah, I'm out on. I'm. I love Cortland Sutton too. Sutton too. Until they get a better quarterback, I'm kind of out on him. Uh, it seems that I think that there is going to be a ton of work going to Javante Williams in the pass game this week. Kansas City is getting Chris Jones back, I think. Um, so it's going to be a tougher. It's going to be some tough sledding on the ground, but. I think that he's going to get production through the air. I, Kansas City gives up a decent number of catches and has given up on the year. Let's check this out. On the year, has given up almost 600 yards passing uh, to running backs. So you feel you feel decent about firing him up. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it's going to be amazing. Just, uh, I, keep, I, I, just, I like it when you talk. I like it when you talk dirty to me, Mike. Let's go. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, I have Jerry Judy as a flex play this week. Um, he's yeah. going to get Sneed. Sneed's allowing a 75.4% completion rate. He is the fourth-ranked cornerback on PFFs. Uh, according to PFF, he is the fourth-ranked cornerback on Kansas City, and Kansas City is the 21st-ranked 21st ranked in pass, DV, pass, DV, pass defense DVOA. So they're not a good passing defense. Sneed nope. is not a good quarterback on a team that does not defend the pass well. So it's going to be Judy. Um, start Fant. Patrick, if Patrick, if you have to, you can you can kind of get him in there as a flex. But I think are you starting you Patrick or Sutton? Like, I'm starting. Who's starting first? Yeah, I'm starting Patrick first. Honestly, and I didn't. I never thought that I would be at the beginning of the season. If you told me that I'd be here, I would have told you that that uh, that you're crazy. But that's just kind of where we're at right now. Oh my gosh! I mean, so Cortland Sutton is still getting more targets per game. Uh, Tim Patrick's averaging about five per game, and Cortland Sutton is six and a half. Um, ugh, it's just the problem with Cortland Sutton right now is he's not getting targets, he's not getting the touchdowns. It's just if it, it feels like there's no upside. But you got like my question to you, Mike, is Cortland Sutton goes out and gets a monster contract. At some point, does, does the coaching staff say, "Hey, listen, like there's a reason we're paying this dude get the ball in his hands," or do they just say, "Hey, listen, we don't want to ruffle Teddy Bridgewater. It's opportunistic. Whoever is available." In the passing game, which is probably going to be Jerry Judy, probably going to be Noah Fant, like go after them. It, like, what approach do you like? To, they have to talk, right? Like, GM has to say, we need to get 
Cortland Sutton involved in this game. For us to beat Kansas City, we need to get our, I still think, best wide receiver on the team involved. You you would think. I just don't. I, I don't see this coaching staff making it <clears throat> making it past the end of the season. So I don't think that they true. have any. I don't think that they have any real incentive to change what they've been doing. You know, if they've been playing and Teddy, for all Teddy's, you know, for as bad as he was branded as a dink down quarterback, he's been getting the ball down the field a little bit more, <clears throat> but he's still not. They still don't have a quarterback that can open up Sutton the way that he needs to be opened up. I I thought that Locke would have been the better quarterback for Sutton, but I guess the mm-hmm. coaching staff didn't see it that way. Um, so I think that well, you know there's going to be a new quarterback here next year. There's going to be a new coaching staff here next year. Um, so from a redraft standpoint, <clears throat> I I don't know that you play Sutton anymore this year. I don't think you drop him, but I don't think he's in your starting lineup. From a dynasty standpoint, he's probably as you're nearing your trade deadline, he's he's probably extreme by low at this point, knowing that he's going to have somebody else throw him the ball. Yeah, yeah. And here's the problem, right? Like the Denver Broncos are six and five on the season, so they're still technically in the NFL play. Like they're 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 in the running. But they're still yeah. <laughs> in this division. The Chiefs are seven and four. The other three teams are all six and five. So it's like an absolute cluster F in the AFC right now. If they make the the, the worst thing that'll happen for the Broncos is, is if they make the playoffs and they think that they can actually win with Teddy Bridgewater. Like that'll be the absolute worst thing that could happen to the Denver Broncos. Are you yeah. starting Noah Fant or Mr. Touchdown King, Hunter Henry? Uh, Noah Fant. Henry's Henry's way too touchdown dependent. I am too. <laughs> I am too. Uh, one, one quick thing, uh, in the Denver backfield, Melvin Gordon is a, is a free agent at the end of this year. He's gone. The, the GM of the Broncos came from the Vikings organization. He brought one of his first free agent signings was Mike Boone. So if you're, if you're playing in dynasty, Mike Boone is probably sitting out there. He can probably be had cheap. If you're the Javante Williams owner, go out there and target Mike Boone. He's, he could be a pretty cheap handcuff for you. That's a sharp play. That is a sharp play. That's why you're coming on the damn show as much as we can get you, Mike. You're a busy man, but we want you whenever we can get you. All right. Let's finish this puppy off. We got the Monday night game. My New England Patriots, go Pats, going up against the Buffalo Bills. I have a moral dilemma here, Mike. I have a ton of Buffalo Bills players in fantasy across all my leagues, Mm -hmm. but they're going up against my beautiful, sweet Patriots. In Buffalo, Mm. it looks like it's going to be a weather game. It's going to be low scoring. It's a 40 point. Oh, no, excuse me, 43 point. Over under still atrociously low. <sighs> Man. Um, this week, of course, Stefan Diggs is going to be going up against JC Jackson, who it sounds like is probably going to be a um, a candidate to get that franchise take next offseason. He's he playing should. out of his mind. Uh, are we confident starting anybody? You're starting Stefan Diggs, right? Like, obviously, but are you mm-hmm. Cole Beasley? Maybe Emmanuel Sanders, you're benching the hell out of Matt Breda. We talked about this a little bit before this. You you got me. Help me. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it to you, brother. Tell me about Matt Brader. Are we starting with confidence this week against the New England freaking Patriots? So we were talking about this before the show. I have this decision in one of my, in one of my leagues. I'm looking at Matt Brader. I picked him up and started him last week. It worked out well for me. Um, I have him versus Damian Harris. I think in this situation, I am going with Matt Brader. Um, Yeah. New England is New England gives up passing production to running backs. They have given up almost 700 yards through the air to running backs this year. Um, this the snap percentage has been it's it's been about 
two to two to one Singletary versus Breida, but it seems like Breida is getting it's is getting the quality looks, is getting is getting the targets. Um, you know, it seems like he has a he he has a little bit better chance to score. I, I it's a Monday night game though, so that's the tough thing is uh, you don't know if Moss is going to be inactive. Hopefully, in that that midnight news dump with Schefter, we get we get word that Moss is going to be inactive again. It's a weird, weird, weird situation with you know Moss was inactive week one, balled out week two. We've seen him ball out certain weeks. We've seen him be inactive certain weeks. Um, but I think I, I'm I'm starting him as an RB two, and I feel great. No, feel good. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. He could be I a, have a selfish for question. Some people. I have a selfish question for you. Am I starting in my flex, tight end premium, cool commit, or mm-hmm. not Breda? Oh, that's tough, right? Yeah. How premium is it? Point and a half or two point? One point five. One point five. Full PPR. All it needs. Sorry. Full PPR for for the running backs. It, it, so everybody in the banana hammock boys, close your ears for a second. Don't listen to this. Put it on mute. <laughs> it's in the banana hammock boys league. I'm trying oh, okay. to decide between him. And between those two guys, right now I've got uh, Cole Komet in, but uh, I, it's going to be a game time decision for me. I'm going to yeah, take the hell out of that lineup. Yeah, i I think I'm kind of leaning. I think I'm kind of leaning Breda. If to and the two things, the two things that get me there is one, it's a tough matchup, and two, it seems like Dalton likes to throw to Jim Graham. I don't know why. For maybe the because they're both. Though, for the maybe because they're maybe because they're both old. I, but I mean, <laughs> if you say that, but I, if I was old, I would do the same thing. I would have an affinity for my fellow veterans. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I just don't. I think I think the Chicago game is going to be a huge Montgomery game. So, you know, yeah. you're looking at three for thirty, three for thirty out of Komet. So you're talking about seven and a half points out of the, out of him. Breida could get you. Breida could get you. You know, four catches, forty-five yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's a that's yeah. not a staggering stat line, but it's a completely realistic stat line. So I, I think I'm leaning Breida. Yeah, I also have Darnold Mooney that I'm starting this week. I, for me, Darnold Mooney is starting every week. He's just getting the the opportunities, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll probably have to tinker Matt Breida into my lineup. I think that's uh that, that's probably yeah. the, the the wiser thing, but. Oh man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun week, ladies and gentlemen. It's we're almost here, man. Next week is do or die week to get into your playoffs, and yep. uh, we're going to help you navigate. We've been been here all season. We're going to keep plugging away. We'll be here during the playoffs, and we're going to help you win. We already know this, Shane. What did I dominate this league every single year, Mike? Yeah, that's what we know. We know. Anyways, Mike, where do the good people find you and interact with you, my friend? They find me on Twitter at Mike underscore Dickinson. Um, I've been trying to make a concerted effort to get out there and talk a little bit more. Um, I still don't post yeah. anything or shattering, but I'm engaging more. Brandon's been dragging me into it. Shane's been dragging me into it. I appreciate it. Uh, the fantasy Twitter community is by and large populated with great people and uh, evidenced by Scott Fish, who started his Toys for Tots shopping this week. I uh, dropped 10 grand yeah. at the Target in, in uh, Minnesota and has, wow. I think, 10 or 12 other other cities that they're going to do it in. So that guy's doing great things for the fantasy community. Fantasy community. Obviously there's trolls that are out there, but by and large, the fantasy community is. Oh yeah. Community. Look that, that is something that the uh, flex network gets behind. So they have the potathon. Um, pretty mm-hmm. much. What is it like the first week of July? Like the basically like the first week of fantasy football that we deem it's the same week as the fan as the Scott fishbowl uh, every single year. So we are officially a member. Like we are a sponsor of that, of the potathon because it's something nice. that we do believe in and we do believe that we need to give back to the fantasy community. Um, so absolutely. I'm glad you gave him a shout out because you know, it's been so long since the Scott fishbowl was drafted. That's all anybody talks about for the month of July. 
And then people kind of just stop talking about it, right? So I'm glad you're bringing it back up. It shows that there are good people out there and that there are good causes out there. So if you want more information, hit us up on Twitter. We can send you to the website and I'm sure they accept donations all year long. It's called Fantasy Cares is the uh, is the, is the charity. So um, we're, of course, the Flex Network. You can follow us at the Flex Network 1 on Twitter. Um, if you like what you're listening to, please like, subscribe, um, talk to us on Twitter. We're answering your fantasy football start sick questions. You want to talk shit because, I don't know, Kirk Cousins just absolutely balls out and outscores Kyler Murray this week. We want to hear it. We want to hear it on Twitter. We love talking about it. So thank you. Um, we're going to get you through to the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to help you win a fantasy football championship. We're going to commiserate or we're going to celebrate with you as we go into our fantasy football playoffs. So, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. It sounds like you're coming on next week as well. Yep, I'm back next week. Brandon, uh, Brandon's got a hockey hockey tournament going next week, so I will be back to uh, push you into your fantasy bye weeks. What a guy. All right, brother. So thank you, Mike. We really appreciate you. Thank you, for everybody, for listening. Thank you to Bali. Thank you to Mike. Thank you to, of course, Jennifer and Mo Diesel for interacting in the chat. We love you guys. That's why we're here. We do it for the fun of it. So for Mike, for Brandon, I'm Flex Shane, and we are the Flex Network. Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. This right here is the Flex Network.